Hello, my friends, and welcome to Art Nerds. This is the place where we get to talk to our nerdy friends about their artwork. My name is Michael Bryan, and today I'm here with my good friend, Justin Klett. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. I'm excited to hear what you have. First of all, thank you for taking your time and uh, coming out and giving us your time today. Um, First question, always, what is, what's your art? What, what, What do you dabble in? What is your creative outlet oh gosh uh i mean i so professionally i do graphic design that is my bread and butter that's generally what i fall back on when i say i'm in the mood to create something Mm -hmm. um i also very much enjoy voice acting and kind of character and world building. I really have fallen into D and D very heavily uh, recently. We're in a campaign together. Yes. Uh, so like it's, and that is one of three different groups that I am in currently. <laughs> uh, it's, it's becoming a problem. Um, but I, when I say I like creating things, it really is just like almost the act of creation that really gets me going. Well, that's, I mean, that, so is there a common thread through your, artwork through your like graphic design versus your world building and character creation versus anything else is there or is um i don't necessarily well hmm i like hmm okay now <laughs> exploring this in real time okay no that's fine i mean there kind of is a little bit of a common thread there i really do enjoy a lot of like in the best way. I enjoy a lot of like stereotypes and tropes and not stereotypes. That's that's the wrong word, but tropes and uh kind of retro feeling stuff visually. Uh and I'm I'm like a sucker for like kind of pulpy nonsense. And so anytime I can <laughs> lean on, you know, well-established tropes in character building to bring a little bit more dimension to a character, anytime I can uh bring in, you know, traditionally recognized styles into my uh design work, whether it's my own projects or if I can manage to put in a little flavor in something I'm making to actually go out into the world for uh, where I work, that's always a plus. Right. So, um, do you see a distinction between, uh, like you said, what you make to go out into the world versus something that doesn't go out in the world? Mm, okay. Uh, that's a fair point. When I, okay, when I'm making something for work, I like I have been instructed to make something. And so the content is already uh, decided for me, and it's I just get to decide what coat of paint I put on it. Okay. And so when I get a lot of wiggle room to, like, really, really decide how I want to paint this, <laughs> I really do enjoy it. There was uh, – I so, okay. I work for the University of Illinois, uh, the Extension Office, um, Communications Division. Um, and I made it sound way more official than it actually is. I just, <laughs> University of Illinois Extension Communications. That's where I work. Um, and last year I got to do some, uh, social media graphics cause we were doing like, you know, 
uh, reminders for now, you know, during the summer, it's like now is the perfect time to start on your lettuce because then it will be uh, ready to harvest by this time and, you know, or okay. tomatoes or what have you. And I got to, I really got free reign to do whatever I wanted. So I kind of did some like victory garden uh, reminiscent Oh, graphic style stuff like uh world war ii kind of stuff yeah oh interesting and i so i kind of i got to do a little bit of that and that was a lot of fun for me to just kind of let loose and explore with that and really try to solidify a style for these that i had always wanted to try but never had the opportunity to really practice with professionally so you got the chance and you took it <laughs> i absolutely took it and it was a lot of fun how'd it turn out they turned out really, really well. Um, I, as far as I know, the engagement didn't necessarily skyrocket, but they got some pretty good numbers on them. Okay, um, good. And I got good feedback from my coworkers. They said, you know, they really enjoyed them. And it was, a, from what I understand, it was kind of a nice blip in the social media schedule of like some different looking stuff. Uh but coming from a department that is always trying to put out different looking stuff. So right. it was, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with it. So it was a success for yeah. you at the very least. Personally, it was a it was a rousing success. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, now do you, I think it's interesting because my daughter is also in the graphic design world. Mm -hmm. And do you struggle with, uh, commercial art versus personal art or is there a difference for you or I mean I and again this might be a big question I mean it's a <laughs> it's I, mean, I think it's one of the questions in the design world is like is design art is something that you make for the purpose of commerce truly art uh, sort of thing and I don't know if I have the authority to say one way or the other. I do think it is, though. Um, oh, I, feel I think you absolutely have. The, since you do it, you yeah. have the authority to okay. say. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I'm yes. I'm giving you permission. <laughs> I, think it, I think it can be art. I think there is absolutely some graphic design out there that is not art at all. And I think there's some design that reaches the mainstream market that is completely and utterly soulless. <laughs> um <laughs> As I think in like, you know, in the uh, fine art circles, there's probably some paintings stuff that hits market that is absolutely soulless as well. Um, but I do think that there is room for design that is artful and does express what you want it to. And sure. I think that there is art out there that does that. But Or design out there. Um so for you, the idea of art that touches somebody or makes a connection versus art that you say is soulless mm -hmm. isn't is, – what I'm getting from you is that is that argument isn't, um, isn't necessarily exclusive to the graphic design world. No, not at all. Uh, I, think, I think it's a Bill – it's a very long Bill Watterson quote, but one snippet is that uh, you know, one of the tough things about life is that there will be a million and one ways for you to sell yourself out in creating your art. Uh, and it's a kind of your job to make sure that you don't do that for your own sake. 
Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it reminds me of a. Uh, I read a book about Jim Henson's early years, before he got super super popular. Mm -hmm. But uh, the book boiled down to was he was very good about um, creating certain things to be sold, mm -hmm. i.e. Uh, the Muppets were meant to be TV and to be sold. But there were certain things that he did that was just this weird filmmaking art that he did solely for himself. Absolutely. I, there is some stuff that I have made that is, I'm, it paid my bills. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> uh, it will never, it will never reach my portfolio. I will never feel comfortable putting it out there and saying, this is my work, but I did it. Uh, and it, it was enough to be sold, but it wasn't enough to express really what I wanted to. Express. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, now, what what kind of things do you dabble in art-wise that are not professional graphic artists or what kind of other... Because you mentioned several here before we got started and as we got started. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know about all of them. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I have kind of a half dozen projects that I'm all constantly working on and running out of energy and abandoning and coming back to and cycling through and that sort of thing. Uh, there is some stuff that I would like to be able to sell in the future, but I just need to kind of getting around to making it, but it's more like I'm creating them. I'm crafting the message. I'm making it. And so it's a lot more of like personal style choices and personal mm -hmm. message expression and that sort of thing. Sure. But things like what? I, I, you mentioned character building, world creation. Are you also with you also work with Kudo. Yes, the Champaign Urbana Design Organization. That's I should also mention. I'm the president of the Champaign Urbana Design Organization. Um, they would want me to plug that. <laughs> um, I mean, one of the I'm working on a series of D and D themed posters. Uh, right now that I'm wanting to kind of put out there at some point. And that's just kind of expressing my love for D and D. I was going to ask, is this for something specific or just something you're just hammering out? It's really just something I'm hammering out. It's a style that I've never really, uh, gotten a chance to work in before. And it's go, it's, uh, a property that I really enjoy. And it's really just kind of expressing, in some ways, the kind of the silliness of of D and D and how broken it is. Uh, <laughs> in like, if you were to actually apply real world mechanics to it, sort of thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a game. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you mean like the high fantasy style you want to play with, or um, trying to decide whether I want to kind of tilt my hand and put that out there because I'm really, I'm really far from uh, getting the posters done. But I, I'm, it's basically, it's a series of uh, D&D posters in the uh, uh, style of like WPA posters, Federal Art Project sort of stuff. Kind oh, of the, yeah. Yeah, like those really retro, like, you know, visit sprawling Montana sort of <laughs> uh, posters and like, you know, Grand Canyon. Uh, Interesting. You know, visit, all that sort of stuff. And there were, I mean, there were some that were like, visit these locations, but then also, uh, there's a subsect of them that are like just 
overall safety posters. And it was like, hey, wear goggles around machinery. And, uh, (laughs) you know, there were some that were like, you know, if you're going around a curve, be careful because deer could jump out at you. And, right. So, you know, stuff like that. So, for example, what would one of your ideas... Because I, suddenly I've got uh, ideas in my head. I mean, the first <laughs> I one... I want to hear from you first. The first one I've <laughs> nailed down is uh, is a poster that says... Let's see, I'm trying to remember the exact numbers. But I think it's, uh, it's a poster that says, Fireball can and will damage anything within a 20-foot radius. Cast with caution. <laughs> um and I'm working on ideas for others. I think there's one I'm tossing around uh, and it's like, you know, reconnect with nature. Try wild shape today. And um, As a D&D geek, I think that's hysterical. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just weird stuff like that. And, um, you know, do something about key point. I'm wanting to do one for kind of each uh, D&D class. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm just like, I'm having a lot of fun with that. And I, and that's like, that is, uh, way more illustrative than really any large scale project I've taken on before. And so I'm having to push myself because illustration is really one of my weak points. Okay. I can do a lot of things with typography, but as far as like making my own illustrated elements that is a struggle. And so that's part of what's taking the time is me kind of figuring out how I want to right. illustratively portray what I want to portray. Okay. Is your background primarily in digital then? Or is it, like you said, illustrative? Or is this just different tools you use? Is it even part of the discussion? Um, could you clarify? How do you mean? Um, again, this is this might be my me being naive about your work Mm -hmm. because I am, I have no, I have very little contact with it. Um, from what I understand, probably 90% of, uh, graphic designers work digitally. Mm -hmm. And do you, so these, these, these D and D posters you're working on, do you want to create them digitally? Do you want to take them with, uh, you know, more traditional tools, paints, Pencils, oh, that okay. kind of thing. I got you. Uh, I mean, I am creating them digitally, um, but I'm I'm doing so like for the first time. I'm really like I'm uh, using my iPad and the the stylus with it, and I'm really like going in and using like you know hand painted shading on stuff. And okay, I'm really so going in and and putting in hand drawn elements in there, but in a digital format. Right. So so. Uh, that might be a discussion for another day is <laughs> painting digitally. Is it an oxymoron or not? <laughs> oh, I don't think so at all. I think it's the same strokes. It's the same kind of pressure techniques and everything like that. It's I, well, okay. Mm, you will get the Puritans that are like, but you can't see the texture and that's half the thing. And it's true. There is, there is, I don't. Yeah. Well, okay, so yeah, that comes Go for back. it. <laughs> that just comes back to the argument of whether, you know, commercial art is art or not because it's, you know, you're, is the thingness of it the soul of it? And, you know, if it's mass produced, is it sucking the soul out of it? That's a good question. I should turn that back on you. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if you're creating anything, mm-hmm. there's got to be some soul in it. I think there is. Um, 
I mean, regardless of content or reason, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, it's this is why it's a huge discussion. It's just <laughs> like there because there are, you know, so many arguments for yay, so many arguments for nay. There's it's. I think there are people who value their skills in the traditional kind of fine arts uh, mediums and they not necessarily for a sense of superiority thing, but they like they they worked hard to get those skills and they they want to hold them to to uh, to value and they should. Um, But I think a lot of those skills can translate over to digital. And I think that if you're creating using digital, it's no less using. I mean, you're still studying and you're still perfecting your techniques. Yeah. Just a different set of tools. Absolutely. Okay. That makes sense then. Hmm. I mean, I've talked to a friend of mine uh, also on the Kudo board, Marcus, uh, and he was talking to me about, you know, how he's not necessarily feeling, uh, he, you know, he was having a moment where he's like, you know, I don't know if I'm a designer because I do, you know, photography and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, it's all the same thing. Unity, balance. Drawing the eye, color, you know, color theory, all this sort of stuff. Compl- it's all, yeah. it's all those same like basic elements, no matter what you do. And, you know, if you're using photography, you know, you're using a rule of thirds, but you're also, you know, it's a, you're creating a composition in frame. If you're designing, uh, you know, in Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, whatever, you are creating a composition mm-hmm. in a, in a frame and you're you know, so it's it's all just the same principles applied over everything. So it's all art. It's all art. It's all art. It's all art. It all takes the same basic skills to kind of see what you want to make and then make it happen. Nice. I like that idea. I like that idea. Thank you. Okay. Um. What about your art? Whether it, regardless of where it comes from, mm-hmm. this I like asking this question. Uh, what turns you on about it? Hmm. And I use that phrase very specifically. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, could you expound on that so I can... Uh, I don't know if I want to. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, what excites you about what you do? Because I know when I get involved with a project and there's something I want to do, I can sit at the workbench and I can lose hours. Because I'm focused and I'm doing it and mm-hmm. I'm doing it and I'm not conscious of making the decision to do it. I'm just like, oh, I passed something in the workshop. I sit down and said, okay, I got to figure this out. And then I'm late for something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of, it turns, you know, that kind of building weird stuff turns me on, mm-hmm. you know, making something that. People are going to go, holy cow, what did you do? Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of things turn you on about your, about what you do and what you want to do? And I, I mean, it's definitely, uh, I think it's definitely like the problem solving aspect of it because like, as I'm working through something, if it's something that I have to make or it's something that I just have an inclination to make, um, I know that in the end, I have a rough like list of check boxes that this design needs to hit. You know, it okay. needs to have this message. It needs to 
contain these images, whatever. And so from there, it's just puzzling everything together and, you know, reshaping. Okay, well, if I lay out the text this way, it doesn't quite flow, so I'll need to tweak it over here, do this, and shove this over this way, you know, knock this down. Um, and so as you're, as I'm working through it, I'm hitting these little spots and I'm solving micro puzzles as I'm going through. <laughs> okay. And so it's just like ding, 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 ding. The, you know, lights are going off in my brain and that feels really good uh, because solving problems kind of gives that little mini chemical dump in the brain. Uh, and so I can just kind of keep chasing that chemical dump <laughs> through, uh, through whatever problem. Now, is that what kind of attracts you to Dungeons and Dragons then as well? Cause it almost seems like a mechanic and I don't want, and I don't mean to sound disparaging. Uh, that process sounds very mechanical mm -hmm. to me because mm -hmm. I don't work mechanically. I don't work organized. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not that kind of, uh, artist my, I'm just, I'm a hit and miss improv, whatever works. Okay. I, I don't solve problems in that very meticulous way. Mm -hmm. It sounds very foreign to me. Uh, but it sounds, does it sound mechanical to you or does it feel mechanical or is that just the way you do it? There are some aspects that are mechanical. Uh, there are kind of, basically there are certain parts of the project where like if I wanted to, I could just, you know, plug in a, a podcast or something, kind of shut off my brain halfway and just kind of autopilot through because I know what I need to do. Right. And then there are certain parts like brainstorming and researching and kind of uh, oh, okay. testing out, you know, different uh, things where I want to be fully engaged. Okay. That, that sounds very different then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but as to whether or not that's why I'm into Dungeons and Dragons, that's partially why I'm into Dungeons and Dragons. The other part is the escapism, uh, because <laughs> of the world that we live in, uh, f you know, flying away to a fantasy realm where you can kind of solve the problem with a giant hammer and a can do attitude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's something very appealing about that. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any um do you have any heroes or muses? Is there uh, inspirational any kind of people that guide you whether they be dead alive, whether you've met them or not? Are the are the, do any of these people exist for you? Uh, hang on, let me there are a few people. Um, for uh, when I was in school, I looked a lot to uh, a designer named Saul Bass uh, for like uh, inspiration for visual style and that sort of thing. He uh, did a lot of work with um, Otto Preminger and Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, his style is very minimalist and it it always felt to me kind of like shapes cut out of construction paper and then uh, compiled together. Uh, but he's done like a lot of very famous uh, posters. He's done, uh, he did a lot of like credit sequence. Really, he invented the artistic uh, credit sequence. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, 
he uh like uh if you remember uh, it's a mad 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 world uh, oh vaguely but yeah yeah he did the intro for that he did the intro for i think vertigo and then he also uh direct like directed the uh scene in the in the middle of the film where uh uh jimmy stewart is having the like a the vertigo attack and so okay. he directed the visuals for that um it, he's honestly just worth looking up uh but visually he's uh he's kind of someone i glommed onto very early on and still look to occasionally for inspiration but he has passed on uh someone who is still very much around who i look to uh is uh someone i started following on twitter years and years ago named uh mitch goldstein he's a design professor at the rochester institute of technology in new york um and he has a i don't know if it's a unique attitude toward design it was a very unique attitude uh it was it was a very different attitude from what i was getting uh from my professors at the time and it was very much centered on you need to be, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not uh, you have the skills. It does, like, it does matter, but really you need to focus on being the best you and putting the best you out there and that sort of thing. Uh, one of the things he tweeted out years ago, uh, I think it was 2017, he tweeted it out. Um, and I, pr I, <laughs> I printed it out and I have it, <laughs> like, on my desk at work. Uh and it just says, dear design student, it doesn't matter how talented you are, or it doesn't matter how good you are, no one wants to work with a talented asshole. And <laughs> I have internalized that, and so that really shapes how I interact with clients, how I interact with coworkers, how I approach problem solving, because I want to be someone who is who people want to work with. And so that keeping that in mind kind of shapes my approach to everything. Now, in, when you were in school at, at university, were, you were not taught this, just taught to be not how I, you, you said that it was a different approach than what you were getting from your professor, your own professors at the time. Or was it even? I'll let you answer. Don't want to throw anybody in particular under the bus, so I'm not going to name names. No but, names. <laughs> uh, there, there was an attitude uh, in the department of like, I wasn't making stuff to make the best things. I was making stuff to appeal to the design inclinations of the professorship. So I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't making things that maybe necessarily I wanted to make. And when I was making the stuff I wanted to make, it maybe wasn't meshing with what my professors wanted to see. Um, and so I, instead of learning my own style and figuring out my own style, I kind of learned what they wanted to see. And that's oh. what I started making. And so it's taken me kind of a long time to break out of that. And I still fall back on it very often. Um, but 
it's taken me a long time to kind of get confident enough to start kind of nudging out and exploring, you know, well, what is it that I want to make? What is it that, uh, what is, what is my style? What is right. my voice in the realm of visual design? I'm going to, it sounds like that might be a, a bit of a, a bit of a struggle working with clients who have very specific ideas versus clients who, yeah, I don't know, have no idea. <laughs> I like, I mean, I do like a client who has an idea because any amount of starting point is better than being kind of, than being told, I don't know, because that really does, in some ways that really does kind of hit personally for me, that hits uh, that area of like, well, I mean, I don't know if what I want to make is necessarily going to be what others want to see. Um, so anytime that anybody gives me some place to start, that's great. I have worked with clients who will just sit on my shoulder and ride me the whole way. Okay. And I do not feel like a designer in those moments. I have basically landed on the term software pilot uh, uh, for situations that's interesting, like that. yeah. Yeah, because it, I mean, it really occurs to me that if they had my knowledge, if they had my ability to use the software sort of thing, they would be doing this themselves, but they, that's their limitation. And so they really just need someone who can fulfill their exact vision. Right. Um, and those are nowhere near as fulfilling. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so are you getting to a point where you're pushing your own aesthetic? Not really. Pushing is probably the wrong word, but being able to apply your own aesthetic in these projects where you were given a little bit of rain. Uh, I'm working on it. That I mean, that was that was the Victory Garden stuff. That was me kind of saying, "Well, I really like, I like textures. I like uh, things that." I, I, you know, I like retro uh, looking art. I like, you know, things with aesthetic to them. Right. And so if I can apply that in certain jobs, I am probably going to uh, because that feels fun. That, that sure. feels a lot more fun and it's a lot more rewarding. Um, and that's what I'm doing with my own... Uh, with my own art, when I'm when I get the idea to make something, I will generally try to apply some sort of, you know, and just kind of going cycling through different styles and you know, seeing what lands on what or uh, but like what what sticks right for me, uh, and right now kind of doing that um, WPA poster style is a lot of fun, and that's firing off a lot of very happy things in my brain when I'm doing that. And that sounds like exactly what you should. That's what I tell my kids. Where, where's your brain right now? Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like a lot of fun. I I'm, I actually want to see these when you <laughs> have anything mocked up or anything. So yeah. it sounds hysterical. It sounds wonderful. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And it's the, the struggle right now is having the time <laughs> having so in order to do this i have to have time and i have to have uh creative energy and so it's finding 
it's finding the place where I have both of those at the exact same time that I can work on those. I think that's a common struggle though. Mm. I know that's me too. Like there are days when I can, I'm ready to work, but I have 10 minutes before I have to be somewhere. And then there are times I've got days and I cannot get my brain to focus on anything. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. Hate that. Um, Here's a question. Mm -hmm. Is there any other art form or any other hobby or any other kind of thing that you would like to try that you never have? Anything you'd like to dabble in? or? I would love to try uh, blacksmithing. Really? Yes. I have, I've done, uh, very specifically, there was a uh, class at, at uh, college called uh, 3D Design. And it was, it basically kind of threw you into a sandbox where, you know, you could kind of cycle through a bunch of different uh, physical mediums. So we did clay and uh, plaster, wire, cardboard, wood. Uh, okay, I think somebody yeah. at one point actually did some welding uh, stuff for uh, for an assignment, carpentry. Uh, and so, like, you could really just work with your hands and do stuff. And I absolutely loved that class. Um, and I would love to be able to work with my hands more. And I will sometimes just go down uh, YouTube rabbit holes of blacksmithing videos. And it just <laughs> it looks... It looks like so much work. It looks so exhausting, but it also looks so cathartic to be able to like shape, shape these, uh, you know, these metal blocks into whatever you want and uh, do so through means of extreme violence. <laughs> and that, that looks a lot like a lot of fun. To me. <laughs> Burning stuff and reshaping. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Uh, do you like working with your hands? I really do. Uh, I haven't had... In that kind of uh, very visceral kind of way? It's it's not something I get the opportunity to really do very often. And that's mostly due to limitations of workspace. Sure. Um, you know, at school, there was just this giant room with these rough wooden tables where you could pop clay and spill stuff and gouge them and do whatever you wanted. You know, the it was a very destructible workspace and it was made for that um but i rent so <laughs> that's a problem um i still need to eat off my dining room table exactly um i have carpet i can't i can't throw clay on a carpet i can't be lighting fires in here yeah uh so it's you know i when i get the opportunity i love to be able to work with my hands um and so someday at some point if given an opportunity to you know spend a day doing that i would love to try that and kind of you know given so what would be your first project honestly i would i don't what would be my first project um that first hunk of metal that said i did this <laughs> I don't know, probably uh probably something very, very simple like uh I think some uh beginner projects are like crafting a uh crafting a knife out of like a railroad spike. Cause it's hammering it out and then it's grinding and shaping and that sort of thing. I'd love to try that. Um 
I would love to do some like decorative uh decorative twisting and oh right, right, know, right crafting yeah. some like wrought iron things and just I don't know. I I would even love just getting a hunk of metal and just getting to beat the hell out of it and just <laughs> and just you know just see what I could do and you know test the limits of the material and just to see how just it see feels. what happens. Yeah. yeah. That's great. You know, find out how it feels when you hit it when it's good and hot. Find out what happens when you hit it when it's too cold and it cracks. You know, just really run it, run the gamut and learn all of the corners of it. Interesting. Do you like working with like multiple? Well, I guess you do with your class you just described. Mm -hmm. And you had a good time with learning the materials. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I, I think I share that with you. The more materials I know how to play with, mm -hmm. the more fun I have. And I got just I got a uh, like three pounds of casting sand for Christmas. Oh wow! <laughs> I haven't done anything with it yet, but I got plans, baby. <laughs> oh boy! And I got a, about a half a pound of pewter down there, so I'm gonna try something. <laughs> Good you luck. Come over, <laughs> play. <laughs> I would love to, sure. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> Give it a shot. Um, okay, is there like an art form you would never want to try, or is it? Is there one such on, even on your radar? What is? Um, never want to try. I don't know if there's something that I would never want to try. Um, there are some that I've done where it's. It's very obvious very quickly that it's like this is not this is not my thing. This is not necessarily uh what I'm good at. I you know, I enjoy the opportunity of trying things, but I it's not necessarily you know, this is not where I'm where I'm feeling my bliss right now. <laughs> right. Um but I don't think that there are any that I'm necessarily averse to on on their face. Okay, so what was the things that you've tried that Decided, uh, okay, I'm not this kind of artist. <laughs> um I mean it's a performance art, so uh but like cosplaying, I've done I've done a little bit of that, like uh with my uh fiance, we go to cons pretty much every year, uh, and they really enjoy dressing up and doing cosplay and they really get into it. That's really where they find their their joy and their okay. and their uh their bliss um and when i do it i am just filled with anxiety <laughs> and i you know i am and in, i'm intensely self-conscious about my appearance and so dressing up my appearance and then putting it out there as the main thing really just <laughs> does not make me feel comfortable um and I know that's not the point. The point is to express yourself with the character and have fun and yeah, enjoy but... it in the like the the fandom space with other people. But I just can't get past that roadblock. That's that's fair. I mean, I'm a big guy, so I, I get yeah. <laughs> I get that's that. that's really where my hangup is. Is like I am a large man, and I yeah. And, but yeah, you wear it better than I do. Let me <laughs> well <laughs> debatable, but um. Okay, I think this will be my last question, but where can we see more of your stuff? Where can we find more of your artwork? Um, 
Uh, I post as I feel comfortable doing so on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Jklet Designs on there. Uh, J K L E T T Designs on Instagram. Um, while you're following me, please also follow uh, at the Kudo uh, because, in addition to, you know, seeing stuff that I have a hand in doing there, not necessarily visually, but like events and that sort of thing. We also just try to highlight a lot of area designers and artists. And so if you're interested in checking out more of that, we would be happy to at the kudo. Is that a Instagram or is that Uh, Instagram and Facebook? Okay. Do they have a website? Yeah. uh, The kudo.org. The kudo. T H E C U D O. Yes. org. Okay. And then I'm uh, also at jcletdesigns.com. Awesome. Cool. Thank you very much for spending some time and taking your time out of your day. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Good. Anything else you want to say? Uh, Anything we didn't get to? I don't think so. I'll just reiterate. doesn't matter how good you are. No one wants to work with a talented asshole. Be nice. (laughs) Be kind. That's the number one thing. And we'll leave it with that. Thank you.